Welcome to season four of Exploring the Prophetic. We are on a journey of spiritual curiosity to see how God's voice can impact us and the world around us. I interview guests from every walk of life and background about how their relationship with God and hearing His voice has given them different opportunities and breakthrough experiences. This season, I'm also asking every guest how they got through a time when they thought they had heard from God or they received a prophetic word from someone else that didn't happen and how God helped them to resolve that. Come join our conversation on Exploring the Prophetic, starting now. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. I love today's episode because we have somebody who God led on the journey of losing a great amount of weight because he gave her a vision of who he wanted to be in her life. And she now helps coach other people in their weight loss journey, especially in addiction to sugar. Her name is Teresa Shields Parks, and I love Teresa. She's just like a mother in the spirit. You're going to love her. Her story and her uh, just the feeling of who she is in God is so one of those organic people who you can just listen to for forever. Teresa is a Christian weight loss coach who's lost more than 250 pounds and has kept it off since 2013. She's written six different books. The seventh one is coming soon. But the latest is Sweet Surrender, Breaking Strongholds. And the first one was her memoir, which is Sweet Grace, How She Lost 250 Pounds and Stopped Trying to Earn God's Favor, which is so profound when you think about it. Teresa has a Facebook group and a website that you're going to want to get a hold of if you're on this journey yourself. If you're not on this journey yourself, you're going to love the God story, the element of how the Holy Spirit is so kind to us to walk with us through our battles, to walk with us through things and speak to us all along the way, even before we're ready to change. I think it's so profound. So get ready to get your socks blessed off with Teresa Shields Parks. The most important book I've ever written is coming out. It's coming out on February 22nd through bowlsministries.com. You can get a copy. It's called Encounter. And this book is going to prepare you for what God's doing now and the upcoming move of God that's imminent, that God's shown me. And I believe this book is going to help people to come into their assignment and the greater works we're called to. You can get the book now. And if you get it, if you pre-order it in this time frame, you're going to get a free e-course. If you pre-order a wholesale cost of three, five, or 10 books, you also are going to get the e-course and a prayer prophetic ministry appointment. We're going to pray for you as a team and believe in God's greatness in you. We need people who've had encounters to be raised up right now and see the greatness of Jesus through their calling. So go to bowlsministries.com and pre-order today. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. And I'm so excited to have Teresa Shields Parker on here. And Teresa, I mean, your story is amazing because so many people right now are trying to change their body, change their looks. You know, people, there's, it's a multi-billion dollar industry to go after dieting and weight loss and these kinds of things. But God really, he created us and he created us with an original intention and it works. His intention works. And so many of us have gotten involved in the confusing and complicated processes where it doesn't really grow you. It doesn't actually grow you from the inside out. And so we get frustrated. People fall off the wagon. People do all kinds of things. But you have a history in God where he led you and really in your whole intimate journey with him, there was a central theme for at least a season of weight loss. So kind of tell us where this started and talk to us about this because I know so many people are interested. Yeah, you know, the the first time that I really ever really talked to God about my weight loss, I was in my morning devotional time and I was reading Matthew 17, 20, where the disciples couldn't cast a demon out of a a little boy. And yeah. they come to Jesus and they say, 
Um, you know, they, we couldn't cast the demon out and he cast the demon out. And then they're like, why, do, why couldn't we do it? And he said, if you have faith, the grain of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move, and it wouldn't move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And, you know, that was like the end of my devotion right there when I read that scripture, because it hit me uh, because I had, I had gained some weight. So it was first year of marriage, you know, and I don't know sure, why, sure. but um, you're, I'm, I'm cooking a lot, you know, for my husband and all that kind of stuff. And I just, I gained uh, up to almost 200 pounds. And I thought, oh, this is horrible. I feel like I have a mountain of weight on my body. And I, and I asked God, uh, I, I told him, I have a little bit of faith, but I have this mountain of weight on my body. How can that mountain be moved? And Sean, he talked to me. And wow. this was like, like uh, now I'd heard things from God before, but they were always things that seemed logical to come from God, right? Yeah. But this, he said to me, stop eating sugar, eat more meats, fruits, and vegetables, and stop eating so much bread. Now, that had never crossed my mind as something I should do. Um, I had never heard that before. Well, especially education then was so different than it is now, too. I mean, when right. I was growing up, we had the four food groups, and it was basically all carbs. It was like, you know, it's just completely different than it was today where there's some education put in. So I really, I want our listeners to like really identify like this is a different time too, where you're told that, I mean, we ate lasagna or, or pizza or tacos. And we thought that was healthy because it had all the food groups in it. Yeah. My mother taught me that, you know, she, yeah. she went, she had a home ex in high school and she thought she knew all about it. And, you know, she would have all the four food groups and make sure there was always plenty of, carbohydrates, which she called starch, you know, and all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. And my grandmother, she cooked that way too. She was, she was overabundance with, with all kinds of food. You went to grandma's house, you could eat from the time you got in until the time you left. <laughs> we have the same family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I said to God, I said, good plan, God. If I did that, I could lose weight, but I can't do that. Mm. And I dismissed it, and I I didn't do anything about it from then on. Now, I tried to do things that were sort of in that vein. In other words, I would find diets that curtailed sugar. Um, I would find diets that emphasized uh, the, the vegetables and the fruits and, and the meat. And, you know, would limit the bread, but I would only do the diet for a short time, like yeah, to lose yeah. a certain amount of weight, then I'd lose it and then I'd gain it back again. And every time I would do that, and I would, again, come to the end of my resources, I would cry out to God again, and he's very consistent. He would give me that same plan over wow. and over and over again. And during that time, all of those years that I was praying about that, one of my big issues that I was also praying about was, what is my destiny? What is my purpose? What am I supposed to be about? I had always known from the time I was a kid, God, I felt like God had also placed this in my heart. It wasn't, a, it wasn't as a direct of a word as it was there in 1977, yeah, yeah. but I knew in my heart 
that one day I would write a book because writing is my thing. So I knew one day I'd write a book about somebody who had done something great with God's help. Wow. And so I, I, I majored in journalism at a Christian university. I was uh, a publisher for a regional Christian newspaper for about 13 years, which was one of, another thing that I felt like God had led me to do. And every time I would write a story about someone, I would think, is this the person? Is this the one that I'm supposed to write a book about? And I would try. I would be, sometimes I would try to make that the person, you know, it never yeah. worked. So, you know, fast forward to the time when I'm, um, Christian newspapers had kind of died out. Newspapers in general had died out. The internet had come into vogue and nobody was, nobody was giving up advertising dollars for free newspapers anymore. And so um, I felt like I had been put out to pasture, really. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I felt. I felt like, well, obviously this was what I was supposed, this was what I was meant to do and not write a book because I haven't written a book yet. And now this is gone. So now I don't know what's going on. It was during that time that um, God led me back into this whole aspect of sugar addiction. Wow. Now tell us about that because that's a, that's a big leading. And, um, you know, it's so funny because I think people, people try and do this on their own or they just ask God to help them, but there is a root to it usually. And it's usually the root is, is not only sugar addiction, but there's usually something like for me, it was emotional eating after I was sick with a, um, a parasite and then I took chemotherapy and my body really started to fail me and start to gain weight, whether no matter what I ate. So finally, I was just like, I got an unhealthy comfort from food and for a few years really struggled with um, uh, just not caring about what I ate because I felt like my body betrayed me anyways. And I remember a lady came to me and said, Sean, I feel like you have an unhealthy alliance with food and it comes from you feel like your body failed you, but your body saved you. And I was like, what do you mean my body saved me? My body, I almost died because of this parasite. I almost died because of chemotherapy. And she goes, and because your body was so healthy before, it saved you through that and you would have died if it wasn't healthy. If you hadn't given yourself to health and you need to give your body back health and bless your body again because God wants you to love yourself so you love your neighbor as yourself and your body's part of that. And I remember just going, yuck. Like, yeah, well, and then I got convicted. And then that week I got a letter from the doctor who had given me the chemotherapy and said, I can't believe you're still alive. This was experimental chemotherapy we had you sign off on. Everybody, the 2,700 people who took it died except for you. And he said, and it's because you were so healthy going into it that your body was able to withstand it. I remember just reading that letter, just shaking, going, God, my body is so healthy that it saved me. And I've looked at my body as not my partner or that it's my being. I've looked at it as like this thing that betrayed me. And as soon as I forgive it, I mean, it's just different now when I put food in my body, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, it's a conscious choice of how I'm sewing into myself and how I sew into lo love into myself and health. Cause I want to have full energy every day. I don't want to have, I'm going to be able to do all that I can every day, but each one of us has this like place where we have this, re I think it's revelation is key. And then also programs like what you run is a key to help walk alongside of us. But tell us about the sugar addiction and how in that moment, how you went after it with God. Yeah. Well, I was at a meeting that, um, a man that I call my mentor was leading and um, he, he was telling his story of being about a 20 year sober alcoholic. 
Now I was, I had gone to the meeting to kind of support him. Right. Okay. It's not my problem. Alcohol is not my problem. Yeah. Um, but it was, he wanted to start a group with people that had harmful life patterns and down deep inside, I knew that was me. Right. Wow. And so I, I went to the meeting and in the meeting, he's telling his story and Sean right smack dab in the middle of the meeting. He says, alcohol is one molecule away from sugar. Alcohol is liquid sugar. And wow. that was it. That was it. Wow. That, that was, I call it my come to Jesus moment. And even though I've been saved since I was seven, there was something about that moment that was life-changing in every way. Because in that moment, it's like everything flashed through my mind. I saw all the times that I'd gone on a diet and lost weight when I wasn't eating sugar and then started eating sugar and gained weight back plus more. I saw how sugar really pretty much controlled me. Yeah. I allowed it to control me. I saw how I felt like I needed it to survive. It had become a stronghold. So the sugar itself is not a stronghold because I don't believe substances can be strongholds. I believe stronghold is the argument you set up against Ooh. God and wow. the, the desire for sugar is my, was my stronghold. That was the thing that I felt like I could not live without sugar. I felt like it managed my emotions. You know, if I felt sad or overwhelmed or anxious or I need comfort or whatever I needed, I could just eat sugar and it would help me. And I really felt like if I didn't eat sugar, I would die. I just would die. Well, so before that, there wasn't black and white. But in that moment, all of a sudden, it became like a black and white. The argument was gone. You knew this was killing you. You knew this was an addiction. I think it's a, what a powerful aha moment. Yeah. And like, that's a, so what happened? Like when you have this moment, like how, did, how does life change? Well, it didn't happen right then. But as I'm going home, I'm still processing all of this. And I drove home a different way, pulled off to the side of the road on country road. I don't even remember where I was. And I just, I mourned, I bawled, mm -hmm. I cried. I'm like, God, I am so, so sorry for wow. what I've done. And it was more than just, uh, uh, I'm sorry, now I'm going to go and do it again, which I had always done before. This was deep. This yeah. was, look, this is, see, in the past, I really thought God was being mean to me. I really thought if he could just fix me and make mm -hmm. me not want the sugar, right? So why do I have to stop when everybody else can eat it and not gain weight? So God, you just, you made me this way, you fixed me. And in that moment, I saw this was my problem. I wow. owned my problem. I had accepted I had a problem before. You know, you don't weigh 430 pounds and not know you have a problem yeah. somewhere. So I knew I had a problem, but this time I saw this is my problem. It's not going to be fixed by a simple diet. I, I can't stop eating sugar by a diet because I've tried that time and time and yeah. time again. Yeah. It's not worked. I have no clue how to do this, Scott. And that's where I was at. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how it's going to happen. 
but I know that I'm laying sugar down at your feet. And in that moment, I saw that sugar had become my God. Wow. Sugar was more important than God to me. I chose sugar in 1977. I did a lot of good things for God in the meantime, but I chose sugar and um, God kept calling me back. That's why the name of my first book is Sweet Grace, How I Lost 250 Pounds, because his grace kept calling me back again. Yeah. He, he never gave up on me, Sean. Never, never. He just kept, he's like, okay, we're going to try it this way. We're going to see if you'll hear it from this source. Yeah. If you'll hear it here. And that was the source. And that was the moment that changed me. And so then um, I started, he, he did form a group with those of us who needed to lose weight and then he taught me how to change my habits. And that was the really big thing that really helped me. And it wasn't like, okay, now you got to stop sugar and, and never eat it again. It was a habit change, a gradual, I call it stop, start. And yeah. it's, it's a gradual thing. You stop a bad habit, start a good habit. So like in the-, wow. in the I'm, I'm kind of still caught up in how good God is in, the, in your story in the sense of that, because many people are listening can understand an addiction or something that, just, especially a food addiction, but any kind of addiction, but like to hear the kindness of God where he, and especially when you came out of that victim mentality, I think I would call it where it's like, my body just does this. This is just what, I, you know, that thing where it's like, you weren't owning it as your problem. And God gave it's this kindness that brought you into saying like, no, this is your problem. Like this is, you know, and I, I can totally relate to that. And I know other people can too, but I love how his voice led you. It wasn't just, you weren't, you formulas didn't work. And so you had to rely on a relationship with God. And I think there's a lot of people who are confused about this and don't realize that God's that practical and that he'll yeah. lead you. He didn't care what I looked like, Sean. He did not care that I, that my body looked different. He didn't care about that. What he cared about was my health and he yeah. cared about my health because he wanted me to be around to do what he had called me to do. And what he had called me to do is what I hadn't even started yet. And that was losing wow. the weight and, you know, helping other people get to this point because diets just don't work. Yeah. They're a, I call them a short-term fix for a long-term problem. And that never works, just doesn't. But the boundaries that God gives us, those good boundaries, and he gave me a stop start back in 1977. He said, stop eating sugar. Yeah. Stop eating so much bread, eat more meats, fruits, and vegetables. That was my plan that he gave me back then. And it's the boundaries that I still eat within. And, you know, it took me a while to get there. So I didn't automatically get there, but it took me, uh, you know, some to go through a few steps to get there. But that's kind mm -hmm. of what I teach people in my group on how to do that. But recognizing this this um this real truth that that sugar can be as addictive as drugs or alcohol and actually dr mark hyman says that sugar is eight times more addictive than yeah. cocaine because it's the neurological effects too yeah i've seen those studies as well but tell me this when you 
okay, you, you get over the threshold of losing, I think your number was 200 pounds. What did that feel like? What was that like for you when you were like, God, we did this? Well, you know, I lost 250 pounds actually, 250. but but I didn't, here's the deal, Sean. If I had started out to say, I'm gonna lose 250 pounds, I don't think I would have been able to no. do it. It had been too overwhelming. But I started it out really, like they say, one one pound at a time. Yeah. One pound at a time. That was I that was that. it. And it wasn't until 2013 um, that so I started this kind of in 2009. In 2013, on January 1st, I was sitting there. Um, asking God, what's, what's your plan for this year, which I always do around the first of the year. And he said, it's time for you to write the book. And I'm like, what, what book? Oh, it's so awesome. You're the story. Yeah. And I'm like, he's like, it's time for you to write your story. And I'm like, but God, I, you know, I'm a big failure. I, you know, I felt like a failure because wow. of how much weight I had gained, you know, and I had lost the weight, but it still, it felt like nobody would want to read my story because it felt like failure to me. And he had to work with me to help me understand. But he said, he, he's, I saw it laid out in the heavens, the books, the book, wow. beginning, middle, end, inciting incident, anti-climax, climax, purpose audience, the wow. whole thing. I saw it. And I knew what needed to go in to the book. I knew that it needed to be my story because I struggled with some of the issues in my story for a while um, that I hadn't told anyone about, like that I had been molested when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. My husband was the only one I'd ever told about that. And um, so, you know, I struggled with that. Do I tell yeah. it? from the reality of it or do I do I make it a fiction based on fact and it came down to the point where I realized a lot of women have the same issue that I did which was a kind of self-protection like it's yeah. okay to gain weight so I'm not attractive to men um, and even though in my mind I'm wanting to lose weight your body is still saying it's okay keep eating you know yeah. and so so um, that was an issue. And even though mine was a molestation, it wasn't a rape. Um, I knew a lot of women had had a lot worse things happen to yeah. them than I had. But it was that particular little chapter in my book has resonated with so, so many women. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Wow, Teresa, that's, I just think of, I love that God put in you because when you were little, from the time you were little, you knew it was a story about somebody who accomplished something with God that just, they were worth writing a book about. And it ended up being you. To me, I'm just like, I'm still geeking out over God's goodness of that and how he took the vulnerability of your own pain and your own story and how you'd accomplish something with him. And it was really your obedience and your relationship that he was highlighting. To me, that's what's the most beautiful part of the story. It's yes, there's the things you overcame, which are so beautiful how God helped you. But ultimately, it's like I'm hearing this woman who's saying, I listened to God at the first of every year. I listened for his plans. I saw the book laid out in the heavens. Like the way you learn how to hear from God and connect to him and how you brought this issue that's so hard for so many people right now. You brought it into a relational context to God. It's 
phenomenal. So you started from this, not only the book, but you started basically a little movement of people. You've started groups where you coach people and you consult with people on how to go after this as their journey too. Tell us about that. We have a few minutes left. I want to hear about it and then give us the website so we can go there and also the books, uh, how to get the book. Yeah, sure. Well, um, I've written seven books so far. Oh my gosh. I saw it in your notes and I'm like, that's incredible. I'm working on the seventh. I've written six. Um, But um, yeah, Overcomers Christian Weight Loss Academy is the group where I coach. It's a Facebook group and we have 25 courses and a learn dashboard where they can go and they can uh, start, you know, really learning more about the journey. And um, then we do Zoom calls and weekly uh, encouragement rooms and all that kind of stuff. So we do a lot of things in that group. That's my primary group. Um, And then I do one-on-one coaching for those who just can't seem to open up in a group. Um, Then then we've got that available too. Um, But, you know, it, I didn't want to coach Sean. I didn't want to coach. Um, And after I wrote my first book, I also did a study guide with that. And then people started uh, messaging me and saying they were doing the group in their church. And I thought, maybe I need to do it in my church then. So I I offered it in my church. And while I was doing that, three of the women who were there um, stayed with with after one of the meetings and said, we're doing what you're what you're teaching but we're scared because you're going to stop this group. And then we want, we're not going to know what to do next. Wow. Yeah. And so I just, I I said to them, I will stay with you as long as you are with this. You want to stay with this program. I will stay with you. I said, I don't know what that looks like, but I will do that. Now I thought it would just be a small group that we would meet, you know, once a week or something like that. And then I'm going into my daily exercise time one one day, and I felt like God was saying, you know, I want you to coach. I want you to start an online coaching group. Wow. And I'm like, but God, I don't think I can do that. I'm, I was always kind of this, do you do it or you don't do it, you know, an yeah. all and not kind of person. And I didn't feel like that that was the kind of person that needed to coach. And so I just said, God, how, how can I do this? How did you do it with me? And he said, I did it with grace and compassion. Mm. And I said, well, God, I know I have your grace, but I don't feel I have the gift of compassion. And Sean, he said to me, you do now. Wow. I'm like, okay. I didn't feel any different. Then, you know, and I walked into the pool and in there were all of these people who were large and overweight. And I'd seen them every single day that I'd been there, but my heart went out to them. And it was like, it was all I could do to hold myself back from not running up to them and hugging them and say, I know, I, I, I know I can help you with your problem. Wow. And I knew that that's not what God wanted. And so from there, he led me on how to do that. And um, so anyway, but Sweet Grace is my first book. Uh, Sweet Change, Second Books, uh, Sweet Freedom, Sweet Hunger, Sweet Journey to Transformation. My last book that I just released in 2020 is Sweet Surrender, Breaking Strongholds. And then the one that I'm working on right now is Sweet Decision, Why and How I Gave Up Sugar. Teresa, what's your website? 
It's TeresaShieldsParker.com. And uh, I also have a free sugar addiction quiz there. And that's TeresaShieldsParker.com backslash sugar dash quiz. And it's under my free tab. And then it has resources for you about how to get rid of the sugar. So, oh my gosh, I'm going there myself because I think I've overcome my sugar addiction, but it doesn't hurt to take the quiz. So thank you so much for Teresa. I absolutely loved our time today. And I just want to encourage everybody who's listening, uh, be a part of something that can help support you in it. I think that's one of the keys is you had this relationship with God where he was supporting you, but then he asked you to give from that place. To, and the, I love the story of the women who are like, we're afraid when this stops because there's a, there's a time of handholding together where we need each other. The body needs a body. And I love that you provide that through Facebook and through your website and through your books. I want to encourage everybody to get these books and join this Facebook group and become a part of this community who needs it because this is a season. I think if you can get a vision for yourself, it's not the vision that the world tries to get you to give, which Teresa even mentioned, which is the most beautiful version of yourself. We're not talking about that. We're talking about what do you need in your health and your body and your strength for to fulfill everything God's called you to, whether it's for your family, whether it's for things like some of you have callings to go to the nations or to write a book or to do a certain career and you need your full energy, you need your full health. And that's the vision you want to put in front of you is the price you paid on the cross is for everything you would need to give him his full reward and your body's part of that. And he wants to give you a revelation of that today and he wants to give you help. And so Teresa, I'm so glad you were on today. Thank you so much for sharing this profound story and just the help and the resource that you are and that you have to be able to give to others. And we can't wait to see who connects from our Exploring the Prophetic crowd, but be in touch with us. We want to hear from you guys. Thanks for joining us today. Do you want to be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret and reply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Translating God Mentoring, where you receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic, part of the Exploring Series podcast. These podcasts are made possible by generous donations of listeners just like you. Become a partner or visit us at bullsministries.com with your one-time donation today. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please become a part of our family by subscribing. Connect to us at www.bullsministries.com where we want to resource you with our articles, books, weekly mentoring, e-courses, and more or download our Bulls app free at our web store. We love to hear your feedback. Drop us a line and also your rating, reviewing and sharing makes such a difference in the world for people learning about us. Thanks for listening.